Welcome everybody to the Outside Edge, a podcast about all things water sports. We talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly of things that have happened in the past, and hopefully things that we'll hear in the future. And we like to get to into stream athletes, talk about what they're doing. I'm your host, Dave Briscoe. And we'll mix up the order today a little bit, introduce our co-host, Shannon Best. Hi, Bestie. What's going on? How are you? What are you wearing? Um, I'm not wearing much. I'm in my boxes. Oh, that's yeah, nice. in my boxes, and um, yeah, I'm in the office, which is sort of weird. <laughs> hmm. I bet your fingers smell. <laughs> they do. <laughs> I, is the camera on? <laughs> Hang on. Oh, no, it's not. <laughs> What's going on? Uh, Did you sell the company yet? Getting there, getting there, got an offer in, and um, hopefully uh, this guy buys. So, yeah, it's some guy from California is interested in it. Oh, that's so exciting. We'll that's exciting. There he is, yeah, yeah. He's actually a prop builder, so it's sort of a bit of a perfect fit for this guy. Oh, cool. You want to introduce yeah. our producer? I would love to. He's all some, yours. <laughs> some say he can drink. 15 beers in one sitting. Some say. I don't know where I'm going with this. It's Mikey Lee. <laughs> uh, hello, everyone. Speaking of fi- uh, 15 beers in one sitting, uh, have you guys ever been like so hungover the next day that you can't eat enough food? Like, I've been hungry. Like, I've eaten seven times today, it seems really? like. And I'm still hungry. Excuse like, you. right now, I was downstairs looking in the fridge going, damn it, I need to go grocery shopping. I Your body it. thinks it's dying. I don't. You know, it's, you know what's coming after eating all that food? What's that? All about, like, you know, seven, seven shits are coming after that as well, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's going to happen for sure. Wow. Seven of them. One, two, three. You're not going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> That's live audio from later in the day. Future audio. Yeah. What have I gotten myself into between how, how Shannon's hard, smelly fingers? How hard were you squeezing Dave just in to get those little fruits out? Good God. Careful, because Dave, because if you squeeze him too hard, you know what's coming after that. <laughs> the plunger. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, the Dunkle Dave Doo Doo Plunger. Uh, you don't, <laughs> you don't have to squeeze Dave, by the way, to get him to do that. You just poke him in the belly with a finger, like the Pillsbury Doughboy. <laughs> True. And then he just True. goes and then giggles. <laughs> Why are they so funny? Why? So where did you? Where did you? I, I heard you guys took the boat out yesterday. Where did you guys go? Oh, we did. So we did the whole tour. Well, let, let's bring in our our guest first before we do that because he was part of this. Joining us again for a second round is Joey Allo. Hey guys. Oh yeah, baby. Yeah. So we went out yesterday. We got picked up by uh, John Hillman and. Uh, he took us out on the chain, and it was great. We we did uh, Old Man Frank's and Tanner's and uh, Twisted Prop, and I think we did a shot in every one of them. Of course, Caribbean Bay for the Rum Runner. You got to do one of those. Oh yeah. And Layla was the big hit. You know, Layla was. Uh, she always is. But what's I love. The, uh, yeah. What's a Twisted Prop? Twisted Prop is the old um, Idol Zone. Idol Zone. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, 
Their burgers are not the same. It's too bad. They used to have the best burger on the chain. and They did? Why did they change uh, it? I don't know. It's horrible. So well, simple. no, no. Now, hold on a second before you start talking bad about it, because that's Rick from Rick's Barbecue who owns it. I so know. So he's just changed the menu a little bit, but there's some, like, he's got his barbecue The wings there. are good. The wings the are wings good. The wings are good yeah. now, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I but used the to burger love the burger. Yeah. It disappointed me. It used to be such a good burger. But now I go over to Tanner's, and Tanner's is my favorite burger now. Wow. So there you have it. That's there my Sunday. That, yeah. <laughs> but unless, unless Twisted Prop wants to uh, sponsor the podcast, then all of a sudden Then it's the best burger uh, yeah, in town. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Goodness gracious. We are whores. We were like that with our sports, too. Like It's funny. When I stopped competing full-time, everybody's like, I can't wait to see what boat Briscoe ends up with now that he doesn't yeah. have to ride yeah, yeah. super, you know? So so was there, on that note, was there, and this is for all of you, actually, yeah. was there ever a, a time where you got a sponsor and you were like, damn it, I don't want to ride on this shitty board? You don't yes. have to. Did it yeah. definitely happen? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you took whoever was going to pay you was yeah. it was the best, and uh, yeah, you had to do that. You had to do it sometimes. Yeah, yeah. yeah for me, I had uh, Correct Craft, O'Brien, and Dolphin wetsuits from the beginning to the end. I never changed my. Oh really? Sponsors. Wow. Yeah, I was. Never, I, had, and I, never I was, had to. Yeah, that was a great. Was yeah, great and I, was, I was in love with all my sponsors. They were all great. My my wetsuits. Um, I forgot the girl's name. They used to make them custom made. They were, they were perfect. Wow. O'Brien used to make my skis by hand. What wow. I, what I would do is I would send them a cardboard cutout of what I wanted, the taper and everything, and show them where I wanted the uh, um, the flex. And um, I always skied on stiff skis. What I did was I took a 72-inch ski, and I took two inches off the tip and two inches off the uh, – or uh, an inch off the tip and an inch off the tail. So it was a 70-inch ski, mm-hmm. but it had the width and the rocker and everything of a 72-inch ski. That was for freestyle. Yeah, it was for freestyle. They yeah. would make me three skis a year in case I broke one. But uh, they said it was ridiculous. They had to, they, it took them like over eight hours to make each ski. Wow, that's crazy. Well, wow. how much it was? Um, how much cocaine honeycomb? was in this? Honeycomb. <laughs> yeah, they were honeycomb. Yeah, and then what were they putting layers of carbon fiber and just stiffening it up for? Um, not carbon fiber, graphite. No, it was O'Brien, okay. Shannon. It was cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> no, this was after her. This is after Herb left. No, no, no. So that's that's one hundred percent rumor, right? No, no, oh, no, no. That happened. It really happened. Yeah, it really happened. You come on. Yeah. yeah. No, that's that's wait, how. Hold on. That's wait, how wait. Herb left O'Brien and uh, started his HO when he got out of jail. He started HO. But, you weren't you weren't you weren't making a joke. They actually put cocaine in their skis. They were coming in from Colombia, and there was cocaine in the skis. And that's how they were getting it into drugs into America. Oh, I see what you're saying. But they weren't actually like built into the ski. Like he didn't go, oh, well, while I'm standing this, I'm going to sprinkle a line on it. Like he didn't do that. No, they, they were the slalom skis that were, you know, what were they spun molded or whatever? Yeah. yeah. They were just, they'd fill the insides of them with cocaine. They were a foam core, but instead of oh, foam, they'd they fill them full of cocaine. Yeah. Oh, my God. And that's how they got the illegal drugs into the America. Wow, bad boys, bad. That's hardcore. Yeah. So, so they were making the skis in Colombia? I think so. I, I don't know if they were making them in Colombia or shipping them there, but they were they were bringing the skis back from Colombia full of cocaine. Yeah, and he got wow. he got caught. He's not there anymore, obviously. Who yeah. who got caught? Herb. Herb. No, I thought that was just rumor. Hell no. no he went to the pokey. Mm. Damn, oh, we'll, have to, we'll have to do a little bit more digging on that one. I, I want to I, now. I want to scour the interwebs and find like a, a 1982, uh, you know, yeah. antique ski from O'Brien, so I can get one. <laughs> Crack it open and see if there's a treasure inside. <laughs> Take it to one of those antique road shows and say, "Hey, will you uh, will you please price this for me? I would like for you yeah. to appraise it. Yeah, it's only well, that's, worth like fifty that's, bucks. I'm that's, like, that's, now how much is it worth? <laughs> <laughs> how much is it well, worth that, now? That's pure Colombian, right there. Yeah. That's worth a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yep, yep. 
So, yeah, so we talked last episode about Joey and his uh, antics at SeaWorld and coming up through. And uh, well, how did you get – you went to Ohio. We, we heard that. Mm-hmm. And then you when did you come back to Florida and ski in Florida? Well, I skied in Ohio for the summer of 82, and I didn't get hired full-time. Curtis Raby got hired full-time that year. That's where I met, okay. met Curtis up in Ohio. Yeah, and, he had uh, some funny stories about you when he was on the podcast. Yeah, he did. Yeah, me and Dean. Yeah, he's, he's the one that got Dean to slap me. And Dean regretted it. <laughs> I, I can't. I can't fathom the number of times they took Dean out in four man helicopter for slapping me. <laughs> how, tell tell the audience that the how everybody would get messed with on the way into the jump. Oh God, that that was another thing. I mean, you you would do everything you could to screw with whoever was next. You of course you went to capital of Thailand, Bangkok, or uh, whatnot. But the other thing is, I got really good at being able to finish my helicopter when I clicked with the guy next to me. Right. So I, at will, I could take somebody out. Oh my wow. God. And Dean was probably the one I took out most. Oh. <laughs> so I actually Dean, have, I, you guys, I needed to get something straight here. I like Dean. Oh, he, yeah. he was just a screw up. He wasn't that good of a skier. And, <laughs> and he came in at a time where the management was, I hope the Dean's weak, listening. The weakest it ever had been. So, you know, when I came through and when you came through Dave, yeah. You weren't allowed to jump if you couldn't do doubles or couldn't carry pyramid. Right. And here's Dean getting away with it. He's in the jump act. And he can't even do doubles with Patty Weber, who's ninety pounds. Right. And right. that that just pissed me off. Yeah. So you know, it pissed me off. I actually have it. live audio here of you slapping Dean's ass. Yep. Right. Oh there. no, it was way louder than that. <laughs> no, that wasn't good enough. <laughs> and you, and you yeah. didn't you didn't have the screaming afterwards. Right. So. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Poor Dean. Poor uh, Dean. So uh, where's, the, where's the run over the bus? Oh, yeah, definitely Dean. thrown over the... Dean! Oh. Dean, look out! Dean, look out, Dean! Dean! Oh, Dean, no! Move. Dean! Oh! <laughs> Poor Dean. Uh, we love him. <laughs> so so my first day at SeaWorld, I had to tell you guys a story. I just drove from Florida uh, as long as I could, get there at 10 o'clock, and Danny Stewart, the lead, tells me, I want you to watch this character called Crazy Larry. And this is a okay. setting. This is a setting of Old Town America, and it was a, a town meeting in the morning. And the mayor gets up. Um, so this is in the show. This, this is, is the show. Into the this show. This is written okay. into the show. Um, the mayor of the town um, actually had word, live words. They weren't one voiceovers. It was live words that he did all through the show. And uh, he gets up to make the speech. And this guy, Crazy Larry, he's crazy because he wanted to learn how to fly, comes around the corner on roller skates, dressed in World War Two. Uh, pilot's uniform and then skates off the stage into the water well he had these big fiberglass wings uh, that he skated in with so I'm watching this guy and that's what I had to do next thing I know in the show he's doing a long dive my very first act for SeaWorld getting paid was an act that I had never done in my life So, so a long dive. I had done pedals, but I'd never done a long dive. Oh, so what a long dive is, everybody, is you come in. First of all, you've got a set of skis that barely hold your feet on them. Barely, yeah. There's there's just a toe piece, like a, the old Dick Pope Jr. rubber toe piece, and that's all you got on these skis. The boat driver goes wide open at the ramp, and you're, you're barely staying on these skis, and you got to jump out of your skis yeah. and do a big swan dive. Or a flip. Or a flip. And you're going you're going seventy feet maybe. And if you land wrong, you're out you're you, you can and knock we, it out. We used to do that crap without vests on. It's unreal. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So anyway, I, I see the long dive. I had to pull Danny aside. I'm like, Danny, I've never done a long dive in my life. So we went out and practiced in between the show and uh, I get in the show and I come skating around the corner and over the uh, 
stage and into the water, and those two fiberglass wings hit me in the back of my head and almost knocked me out. <laughs> I mean, I came up and I saw stars. It was everything I could do. I had to crawl out of the uh, lake on my hands and knees. I couldn't stand up. <laughs> Welcome to SeaWorld. Oh, oh man. But yeah, fortunately, I was a really good trick skier. So fortunately, after that, um, I did the Chief, which was a, the trick skier. And, okay. Um, did that most of the show. And of course, I could jump, so I was in the jump. Yeah, you had an awesome trick ski gainer. You did a straight back gainer, I remember, and you used to stick it all the time. I did 378 of them in a row. Did my you last, really? My last year in Ohio, yeah. Wow. Um, and I, I missed, I, I did three of them and I missed one only because the boat driver was driving like seven miles an hour. Oh, Otherwise okay. I would have had a hundred. So. Wow. Do they still have, uh, do they still have a ski show at SeaWorld here in Orlando? No. No, no really? it's been long gone. Do you yeah. know why it went away? Um, well, the boat crash that we had was the beginning of the Te- end. Telecom, telecom killed them. Yeah, telecom, telecom. Yeah, um, uh, wait. Black, the little wait. little show called Blackfish just sort of wiped that out. <laughs> Actually, SeaWorld itself is still going strong despite the Blackfish thing. But well, what? that's that's not true. They're struggling. Oh, are they? Um, yeah, I still have some oh, scare yeah, friends they're, that's dying, they're, yeah. they're struggling big time. They, Man, they should have stood up sucks. to that movie. That sucks so bad because I love SeaWorld, and I think that the people who uh, watched that movie and started going crazy are a bunch of idiots. A-holes. Yeah, yeah they're idiots, e- idiots because. From what I understand and everything that I, I mean, I used to go there all the time. Yeah. Like I had a pass or whatever. I love it. And they do a lot of cons- uh, conservation work. So, oh, yeah. So well, it just doesn't make any damn well, sense. You know what's funny is when when they have all the protests where they're all outside, we bring them water. Yeah. yeah these people are roasting with their signs that say free willy or whatever. And yeah. we go out there and we bring them water. It's salt water, and, though. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually might have, well pissed. Might, might, have peed, might have peed in it a little bit. It's yeah. well pissed. <laughs> Dip my balls in it. Uh, <laughs> so I no, don't know, no. dude. I mean, think of think of it. They fed it fish and whacked it off all the time. I mean. That sounds like a good life. Yeah. Right? You're getting fed. You're getting fed. You don't have to worry about anything. And you got these bunch of people coming in jerking you uh, off freaking once a month i mean i'd be i don't know sign me up paint, gonna... paint me black and white on me oh bessie i can tell you those whales got treated better than the employees oh yeah they were oh, Till- yeah. tillican alone he'd he'd been sick for so long if he was out in the wild he'd have been dead 10 15 years ago right yeah uh now you mentioned uh before we got into the whole uh the fish thing um you mentioned a boat crash. What's the boat crash? I didn't hear this story. I don't so know anything about we it. Had, in a Baywatch show, we had a jet boat. This was know. in Ohio. Well, okay. it was both Ohio. The, the crash happened in Ohio, but we did the same act in Ohio and Florida. So this jet boat would come around the front stretch with a guy driving. He wasn't actually driving. He was just sitting in there. Mm-hmm. The guy driving was underneath the boat. He had little peepholes that he could drive through. He was well, in the bow. So the, the guy was in the bow of the boat laying on his belly, and he mm-hmm. had a little piece of glass that was built into the hull of the boat. Sure. So you couldn't tell. When the guy falls out of the boat, it looks like the boat's out of control, but there's actually somebody still driving it. Right, and we would chase it down with a scarab, and a lifeguard would jump from the scarab into the boat, and then at the last second, spin it out. Gotcha. So if you know how a jet boat works, there's a nozzle that goes back and forth, and then another Kind of like a jet ski. Yeah, very similar to jet ski, but it's also got another one that goes up and down that transfers the water from going straight back to to the front of the boat for For reverse. So it's almost almost got brakes on it. Mm -hmm. Well, as the boat's coming in, the whole thing broke off and the driver didn't know. He just knows that now he's got no uh, steering steering and slams the thing in reverse, which actually gives it more power and drove it like five rows up into the crowd. And Climbed the crowd. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, really? Almost killed a, a couple of people. It, and the, the guy that got hurt the worst was in intensive care. And I actually got better and came back and watched the ski show before the end of the summer, which was kind of cool. Wow. Can you imagine? So the act is there's a boat out of control. 
Yeah. And was really And then it really climbs into the audience. It's like, wow, that's some 3D. Yeah. <laughs> but like, uh, so you would think that it, based on that or based on really uh, just any common sense that if you were going to do a trick like that, that you should make him almost crash into something that's out in the lake. <laughs> So you're not aiming the boat at actual people oh, that, in case anything goes wrong? Let me tell you, that accident changed water skiing forever. We got locked in, those of us who had been there for a while, we got locked in with the Anheuser-Busch lawyers and the boat drivers and whatever, and it had to come mm -hmm. up with a way we were never going to let this happen again. And one of them was to make sure you never boat, drove a boat straight at the audience. Yeah. You always had to come at an angle. Plus, they installed these bars in front of the, uh, in front uh, of the front crowd. audience, and we did all these tests where, you know, uh, some of the engineers had to come up with just how far a ski nautique could go up the beach and how far a sea dude could go up the beach. And we had green tagging, which meant um, you had to get a guy from ski, uh, inspect the boat, and a guy from plant engineering yeah. inspect the boat and sign it off. And if anything ever broke, you, the boat got pulled yeah. and had to be replaced with uh, you know OEM parts by a certified person. I mean, sure. it completely changed. So that was the beginning of the end. Insurance went through the roof. And, of course. And the skiers really weren't there that was that was a gen i don't want to talk bad about it. it was a generation of skiers that um they weren't doing anything new well and they had a lot of restraints on them you know in the 80s we went out to invent stuff yeah um, we invented this thing where we drove two ski nautiques side by side and mm -hmm. we would whip a guy through the middle of it yeah and the guy could do they like still do that at uh, at cypress gardens i believe we, we invented that yeah during the winter of uh 83 84 putting in uh beach blanket ski party we did we did that and i forgot oh the where the, where they whip one skier uh, to the next boat. To the next boat, mm -hmm. um, which we yeah. actually, when we did that, we whipped him, and he went over the ramp, the smaller ramp, landed and, and hooked up. Yeah, you had to stick your landings. So you, you, what you do is you'd whip from a, from a boat, let go of the rope. So you're doing probably close to 70. 70 miles yeah. an hour, yeah. You'd let go of the handle, you'd coast, go over a ramp, land, and then ski up to the other boat, and the other guys would hand you a handle. Oh, and I then see. you'd grab the handle, and all of a sudden you're joined with the other guys. But yeah. you would have—I mean, just think about letting go of a handle, coasting, and going over a ramp. You'd have to stick your landing perfect, or you wouldn't keep gliding. Right, right. So it, there was a lot of cool shit at SeaWorld, like, and that was cool for me to ski at Cypress Gardens and SeaWorld because the gardens was—I mean, I really learned a, a lot of my tricks there because it was more of a exhibition show, I guess you'd call it. Was. it. And SeaWorld was a production. I remember when I first came into the show, they had Hollywood producers uh, or, or choreographers there to learn dance. And the announcers had to learn how to sing. And Did you know how to ballet? You, could, like, you had to dance. Yeah. Like you oh, had, yeah? We had to do square dancing. And oh, we had to do, wow. Uh, and, oh, would, boy, it was so freaking hot. We did, I would love so to see that. We went from USO show when I first came. wasn't too bad because you'd wear, like, uh, Navy light clothes and stuff. But then we went to Gold Rush show. It was an 1849 theme. Yeah. And you had to wear blue jeans and overalls. And it's summer it, it in was, Florida. It yeah. was themed after it, it, the movie Paint Your Wagon, written yeah. by Morgan Lund. Just unbelievable. But, oh, God. You're working out, in the, you're working out in, the, in the water. I don't want to hear it. I used to do oh, all no. of that stuff whenever I was doing the Wild West show and the pirate show. I was wearing jeans, boots, the five hankies, a vest. <laughs> Sometimes we had to wear those assless chaps over our jeans, you know. We got leather on. Oh, God. Assless was, chaps? I, yeah. You know. You wore like assless chaps in a kid's show? <laughs> well, you're wearing <laughs> jeans underneath them. Oh, you got some jeans over the top. That's, yeah, yeah. Chaps, chaps are inherently assless. Yeah, exactly. Whether you choose to wear something under the chaps is a whole different. <laughs> right. whether, whether you're walking into a gay club or to a, you know, or to a rodeo event. You know, it just, ah, it all depends. 
My mistake. So yeah. I, I, I got a little yeah. funny story from Gold Rush about the annex that went on. You know, doing three, four, or five shows a day. Yeah. You start entertaining each other rather than the crowd. Oh, absolutely. And one of the things we used to like to do, especially those who've been there, is when you get a new announcer, try and make a miss his lines. Yeah. In the show, and we had this guy Tom Vickers that came in during USO, and at the beginning we could mess him up big time, <laughs> and it got to the point where he he you know knew it was coming he would just close his eyes and get through his lines and it was never a problem yeah well we had one character in the uh gold rush show if you remember the old the old guy that wore the beard yeah Hen so, uh, oh not, yeah not geezer. henry geezer. geezer it was old geezer yeah he had this beard on and this floppy hat and overalls and whatnot oh and that beard stunk so it bad did. it stunk oh. bad so there's a part in the show where the ballet line's coming in and one guy uh, comes running up and he goes, there's a boat coming in behind him. And the other guy goes, there's a boat coming in. And it's coming in, coming in, coming in. And then the announcer starts singing the ballet tune. Right. Well, the third guy went uh, coming in and I looked at Tom Vickers and I'm dressed as this old geezer. And I look like Gabby from uh, Blazing Saddles. Right. I went, no, Con Fleming. He said there's a, the sheriff was a Nick. And Vickers oh, lost no. it. He lost the ballet line came through the front and he could I mean it went all the way through the front and into the back stretch before he regained himself. Oh, that is funny. Oh, yeah, we used to do crap oh, like that. Oh, how about that? Looking at you with the headphones on right now. It reminds oh, go me ahead and tell the story. So this is funny. So we had this act. It was a, we did an interim show. So we had USO show. And then uh, in between the USO show to Gold Rush, you had to build all the props. You had to change the set. There was probably about two months, three months worth of work that had to be done. Uh -huh. So we did what was called an interim show while all this construction was going on. And that was it, one of the best shows. It was. It was it, a fun the, show. The show would change from week to week depending on what kind of a set you had or whether the ramp was in the water. Yeah. Or, uh, you, so. you, pretty, you pretty bugger sound like you really like doing all the singing and dancing. Oh, it was fun. <laughs> well, it gave you an opportunity to ad-lib a little bit, and this is where I loved it. Uh, singing know. and dancing oh. and smiling to the crowd. Yeah, no, no, no. I got I got offered a job at Club Med once, and they're like, yeah, you can ride as much as you want. You, you know, you're in the show, but you have to sing and dance. And I was like, fuck that. <laughs> yeah, fuck that. They encourage you at Club Med to sleep with the guests like if a guest says they want to take you to the bedroom oh, it's totally french yeah totally yeah french. Oh, really you're supposed to do it yeah when you, really yep when you go when you're getting um yeah i don't know yeah <laughs> but that's it yeah, I'll, I'll i'll back you up on that day. yeah yeah wow so finish the story about the headphones so yeah. so the headphones act in the interim show um there was this act where the announcer starts introducing this uh, hotshot barefooter. So if I had the act that day, it'd be like, oh, Dave Briscoe, he's a world champion barefooter. He's been all over the world, competed at the X Games and on and on. So you come walking down and you're wearing all the garb. You get this brand new wetsuit on and you, you've got all your sponsored gear and you're wearing a set of headphones. Mm-hmm. And the announcer goes, man, I bet Dave's got those on so loud he can't even hear me. And you're playing kind of air guitar, walking down, and you pull up the headphone, and when you pull it away from your head, the announcer blasts the music up over the audience. The sound Sure, up. yeah, yeah, And then yeah. you put it back on, and he shuts it down. And then you do the other ear, and he shuts it down. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Well, Joey comes out, and we had clown blacked the inside of his headphone uh -huh. pieces, and he's got dark, dark, he's Italian, so he's got the dark, dark black hair, and he pulls up the headphones, and he's got this Elvis, it looks like an Elvis <laughs> shop perfectly around his ear and it's you know the skit is you're supposed to if you do it right the crowd laughs you know well the crowd sure. everybody's dying 
at Joey, and we're in the background, you know, in the hall tunnel, laughing our ass off, and he thinks he's funny. Yeah, so, he's like, well, going, man, I'm I, really I did this. I did a couple extra things where rather than pulling the earphones off, I, like, grabbed my nipples and pulled them, and the sound up <laughs> went with it and raised the music and whatnot, and I pulled one out of my butt, and he did it, so I'm thinking everybody's cracking up at me, and, and I'm in the tunnel waiting for my next act. And they're all looking at me, and they're laughing and smiling, and I, I had no idea. So the next act is I have LD, and the gainer guy comes out. So I go back out into the crowd. Now, I don't have the earphones on. It's just a clown black, and I look like Elvis. <laughs> oh, my God. And uh, the announcer asks you, so how far do you think you can jump today? And I'm like, I'll probably go about 120 feet. And then the gainer guy comes out laughing at you and says, you know, I can beat that. And then off you go. The first guy does an LD. Well, Gio was a gainer guy, and he comes out. He goes, I think I can beat Elvis with that. And at that point is when the light bulb went on. I took my finger, and I'm like, oh, I get it now. Oh, I see <laughs> what you did. Well, here's a really funny story, Joe. Um, Dave told me about this story last night. And so as a joke, I actually clowned back your headphones today. <laughs> I checked them. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. I thought I was going to get him. I was ready for him to go. <laughs> Look at him. Oh, we had some awesome. We had some awesome. Somebody's shit in somebody's bindings. Once. Oh, that happened more than once. And there was it, it was the O'Brien bindings that there was a bunch of relief holes like in the front of the binding. So you, yeah, you you jam your foot in the binding and like play doh. Oh come on! <laughs> yeah, and there's nothing That's you could the do. Now the, the lines coming tight. You gotta go. <laughs> oh yeah. So when I was doing uh, the Wild West show at uh, at uh, in Texas. Uh, somebody did a, a very similar thing. They took a shit in a bucket that the deputy would bring out on stage, and then as a gag, there's a whole there's a whole bit that goes around this thing. It's called the echo bucket, right? And the he actually shows it to the sheriff, and the sheriff and the sheriff the sheriff looks down in the bucket and goes, "Oh God!" Like there's a big turd in there. And and so it got around that this happened, and the bosses heard about it, and so that guy got called into the boss's office, and the boss at the time was a British dude, and the the quote forever was, uh, uh, "Needless to say, bro, if you ever shit in a bucket again, you're fired." <laughs> We would, we would laugh about that for years. Oh, Because it's very simple. When you guys talk about SeaWorld, I get a little bit excited, like your brotherhood or whatever, because we yeah. had a very similar thing right. going with the Wild West show. Yeah. I mean, we all worked all over, you know, in, in other states, like you were doing Ohio and Florida, so we all know each other. We've actually been trying to do our own little uh, reunion at some point, but 200 people coming to one, that's, oh, that's crazy. Amazing. They came from yeah. California. They came from everywhere. Yeah. So there's there's SeaWorlds in California. I didn't know there was one in Ohio. That was the first one. The one that was Ohio the first was one? Very... I thought the one in San Diego was no, the first Actually, one. you're right. The one in San Diego was first, and then, and then uh, Ohio. one in Ohio, and then And Florida. now there's San Antonio, too. San Antonio, they built that park in 86, I think. Yeah. And that, what, that what still has of, a ski show. What type of sea animals did they have in Ohio? Uh, dolphins. And yeah. uh, eventually they had the killer whales. They had the walrus. Had the walrus and stuff there. Seen, seen, oh seen honors. Yeah, in Ohio, like in the you, middle of the country. Yeah, yeah exactly. Well, they would they would fly them back and forth from the other parks because that that park was only open during the summer. So somewhere in the eighties, there was a killer killer whale like in a C one thirty transport plane flying across the country going mm -hmm. to Ohio. Ah, no, he was in an Uber. <laughs> So, That's so Dave, awesome. tell me, how, how was it that I took you under my wing because I was an asshole back then? No, uh, you were. <laughs> I like how he agrees. He didn't even me. argue. Yeah, He's like, yeah, you yeah, were. Well, maybe, yeah. maybe it wasn't. Maybe it wasn't a arm wound. Was it, <laughs> maybe it was, you took him under his butt cheek. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, I, I, I actually I know how we did become buddies because uh, there was a man. They bought all this Nautilus equipment. And it was supposed to be mandatory workout every day. Twice a week. Twice right. twice a week. And if you missed one, Laura would put you through a workout. And I had that happen one time. Right. I never peeked my guts out. Well, so I somehow life. convinced them that uh, playing volleyball oh, yes. could be considered a workout. And that's when you that's when you came around for me. And yep. it was like, all right, this guy's going to work. And, uh, and then we were in the jump act together almost every day, you know, because uh, I had pretty solid front flips in, at the time. And. We were in jump back together. Once you're in jump back, that's kind of the brotherhood of, you know, because some of the guys couldn't jump, and those were the weaker guys that you didn't really hang out with, I think. Mm-hmm. But, well, and we hit it off in Fliver, too. That oh, was Fliver was so – we had this act, Mike. I, I don't know if you – you probably saw it. It was um, – there'd be a boat parked on the on the shoreline. Yeah. Well, it was on center stage. On center stage, yeah. right. So – and you'd have to um, – it was parked there on purpose as, yeah. a, as a skit. But you would dress up in show-off clothes, and you'd be the butt sweepers. Mm-hmm. And this, if, this is prior to to set your character. Okay. Yeah. This is as people are walking in. So it's opening music. You oh, know, I see what you're 15 saying. 15 yeah. minutes till showtime yeah, sure, kind of sure, music. Sure. Mm-hmm. And if you're good at this, you go start working the crowd. So he and I used to go out there and we'd talk, we'd talk with our New York accents and say, hey, Auntie Loretta made some lasagna last night. Did you get any? And we're yelling it across 5,000 people back and forth. And yeah, we, were, we were like, I was the big brother and he was a little brother. And I was yeah, always yeah. picking on him. And we, we got people that were, you know, would get pissed at me for the way I was treating him. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, we got into it. It was it was. Good That's time. awesome. I came up on the stage once and uh, had the the prop wide open and just spinning on the on the stage and just yeah. panicked. You're supposed to hit the dock at the end of your act and flop out of the boat. And when you do, you kill the kill cord off and the motor shuts off. Yeah. Well, I came up and I just let sit, stayed in the boat with a panicked look on my face and the wide open on the prop. And the prop just ding, 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 ding on the dock. <laughs> this guy comes running out of the audience, rips the kill cord off and starts screaming at me. That's a propeller that can kill you. Oh, my oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, the, the great thing was, you know, either a boat driver comes up and tells you you need to move the boat or the announcer does it over the thing. So, you know, you got these two ops guys, at least people think, are trying to move this boat. Yeah. And it was a six. It was basically a six foot long piece of styrofoam cased in fiberglass with a twenty five horse. Yeah, with a twenty five horse mercury on it. I think uh-huh. it did like forty miles an hour. And when it did, it was only the prop was in the water, but you, you couldn't sink it. So anyway, one one guy would get on one side of the boat, one guy would get on the other, and and you would turn it around with the nose up, and the smart guy would fall down, and the dumb guy would drop the boat on him. Oh, and people would come running out of the audience because you would act like if you're a dumb guy, you would act like the boat was heavy. Yeah, you couldn't get it off. People would come running out of the crowd to the point where. They're trying to lift it off, and you're actually hanging onto the boat to add more weight to it. <laughs> to lift your feet right off the ground sometimes oh, yeah. if you did it right. It yeah. was fun. So uh, let me ask you this. I know you said you skied in Ohio. You obviously skied in Florida. Did you ski in California or San Antonio? I, I did not. Um, the When they opened the San Antonio Park, uh, a good bit of our management went out there uh, to mm-hmm. open that park, and I stayed in Florida. Oh, gotcha. And uh, I, went to, I went to Ohio two more times after that. Cause they they filmed uh, didn't they film like Jaws three? They at the filmed one Jaws three in Orlando. That was oh the, it was in Orlando. Yeah, that was the winter of uh, uh, eighty two where I, I didn't get hired. Oh but yeah, they did they did film it there. And actually, uh, the the people that had speaking parts uh-huh. to this day are still getting checks. Really? Yes. They're they're like a buck and a half. Debbie Canoyer, did she? Debbie have just got got one like two months ago. No kidding. Yeah, yeah. If you had a speaking part, so think of this. That movie sucked. 
Yeah, and it was the, pretty and bad. And these are real small speaking parts. They're still getting checks. Think of the people that were in like The Godfather. Oh, yeah. The kind of money they're they're getting for that still. Yeah. So Yeah, yeah the that, residuals that, are awesome. Yeah, that's yeah. how people just don't understand how rich these people are in Hollywood. Yeah, right? Oh. Holy moly. Hmm. So, yeah. So, well, that, that looks like a good episode to wrap up right there. And, I think so. Uh, yeah, man, that was awesome. Hey, can we get you on for a bonus episode? Oh, yeah, baby. Oh, boy, here we go. Well, listen, if you guys want to hear more, we're going to get crazy. We're going to tell the real stories of behind the scenes and how dark it actually got. But you've got to subscribe to Patreon. So go on patreon.com forward slash the outside edge and you can get the bonus episode it's only two bucks a month right yeah that's not two bucks Come actually on. i went in for the five. Oh, oh boy, Joey. my goodness you. you're a good it. man good man good man keep liking us on facebook keep adding to this amazing movement that we're trying to keep going a movement <laughs> i said movement <laughs> i know what kind of movements you're making sir <laughs> this episode was brought to you by doc solutions doc solutions is a full I always have a hard time with this. What is it? Let's fi- figure it out right now. It is a full-service dock company. There you go. Uh, there we go. They have docks. They have boat lifts. They can make your beachfront look better than ever. The stuff never rusts. It never rusts. It's all aluminum. It adjusts to the height of the water. It's amazing stuff. Check them out at Dock Solutions on Facebook or Instagram. Or you can go to the website, docksfl.com. Ask for Chad. He's the man. Thanks, everybody. We'll talk to you next time on The Outside Edge. <laughs>